Indeed, Max Page is here, and this is your State U with the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, Max Page. Max, we just concluded a conversation with State Representative Lindsay Sabadosa about the governor's State of the State, State of the Commonwealth address, uh, her successes in her first year in office, and the challenges as the euphemism goes on the days ahead. You were there, I believe. What was your impression of what the governor said? What are the take-homes for you? And did you agree or disagree with her? Well, I'll just say, uh, as a speech, it was a very good speech. And I really, you know, uh, she did a she did a very good job in lifting up some of the successes and the, and the hopes and urging urging people to think big about the challenges ahead. I thought that was Terrific. Um, I mean, I, I think the the best and worst part for me was uh, the same thing, which is that the governor spent uh, a good bit of time at the opening celebrating some of the great victories we had this year, including dramatically increased spending um, for uh, debt-free public higher education via the Mass Reconnect program that provides access to community colleges for those over 25. Um, as well as other scholarship programs. She celebrated the universal school meals that we now provide to every kid in every school across the Commonwealth. She celebrated the 1,500 new MBTA employees, as well as more money for regional transportation. So um, those were all great. Those were all great achievements. But the three words that I, I want to bet, a $10 bet from someone, uh, because the three words that were never uttered were fair share amendment. That's the millionaire's tax that was just a year old and paid for all those amazing in new investments. So it's great that we're celebrating those, but we should acknowledge it took the MTA and its allies and the Raise Up Mass Coalition to do uh, what no one was able to do for a century and seven years, which is get some progressive taxes in um, our state constitution, which we now have, and is going to amazing investments, and we should celebrate that. So it was disappointing that instead the governor spoke about, uh, celebrated her tax cuts, um, some of which, $350 million or more, went to some very, very wealthy people. So good and the bad in one. So stay with that for a moment, if you would, please, Max. As the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, in terms of investments in education, has this year been a win? Do you look at it as a net positive, and do you see the same going forward, however you view it? Well, I think that this past year, this current budget, was an absolute net positive. We both continued the investments in K-12 through the Student Opportunity Act. That's the sort of the seven-year rollout of a monumental reinvestment in public education. There was a several hundred million dollars more for affordability and other investments in higher education. So that all um, was terrific, uh, but we're concerned about uh, what's coming up in this coming year. I will say the governor is committed to fulfilling the Student Opportunity Act for, I guess this is now its fifth year of the seven-year rollout, so that's, that's good. But um, there was a lot of caution about the budget and we know that recently there was nine c cuts that's the law uh, government you know the, the 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 massachusetts general law that gives the governor the, the responsibility of making mid-year cuts 
So she made some $350 million mid-year cuts just a few weeks ago. So there's this caution, um, but obviously we feel like uh, there was no necessity to make these cuts for the very wealthy so that we could continue the good investments in education. Max, this is Buzz. I, I wanted to ask you, and somebody who's in a leadership role in the Massachusetts Teachers Association, Max, Max Page as its president, you have to sort of tout what your objectives are for this time, what your priorities are. And I'm wondering, Dan Torres pointed out to Representative Sabadosa that perhaps the governor really wants to say to businesses, come to Massachusetts because we need to generate more revenues. We're losing revenues relative to our projection uh, of what we'd have. I wonder whether or not it's a good thing for the governor not to point to the fair share amendment and the fact that people who make over a million are going to be taxed, or a good thing to point out the short-term capital gains um, are going to be taxed less in Massachusetts in, in the long-term interests of the Commonwealth. Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you say about that? I think that is um, just completely upside-down thinking about what makes us competitive. At, uh, what makes us competitive as a state, why we are one of the wealthiest states in the country and why our economy has been booming is because we have the best public schools in the country, outstanding public and private higher education. It's a great place to live. Uh, it, we have these trained workers for those businesses. The, that, those are the heart and soul of what makes um, a, an economy competitive. And business leaders themselves, if you survey them, as, as has happened multiple times, the tax rates are fairly low down <laughs> in terms of what counts for uh, making a business locate someone somewhere and over and over again in other states that have raised revenues in order to invest in education and transportation people have not left the millionaires have not left um, because they want to be in Massachusetts and so it's we've seen this in California and Minnesota and New York and so the and New Jersey the same argument gets made all the time by the Mass Taxpayers Association and others, and they're wrong every time. What matters is building an economy that uh, is that is based on outstanding education and and a healthy place to live. Where we are losing people, Buzz is is a middle income or lower income who simply can't live here anymore because of the costs of living. And I will give great praise to the governor for thinking really big on housing. And I was at um, seeing her present her housing bond bill yesterday, and there will be many debates, and there's many things I think should be changed in it, but it's not a small, it's not small thinking. She's proposing a $4 billion housing bond bill, which has some outstanding elements to try to build more permanently affordable housing. That's, that's real competitiveness. That's making it livable for um, our people so, that, so they don't take their great education they get and leave to take it to another state. So anyway, long-winded, but I feel obviously very passionately that this notion that you keep rolling to the bottom with tax cuts is simply false. And we've proven the value of the fair share amendment with all these incredible investments uh, that are taking place. Well, Max, it's Dan, and I just wanted to follow up with that with just a quick question. Uh, do you think the, uh, the governor is listening to the wrong economist or advisors? Because the reports I read uh, online, the governor is 
uh, afraid of how many residents uh, are leaving, especially the Boston area, and that we're having a net outflow of residents versus who's coming in. So why is the governor not listening to what you're saying? I guess is my question. Well, um, I wouldn't say she's not listening. I think she does have, I mean, it, it is the kind of, unfortunately, a mainstream narrative among economists. Um, but you are right. There's too much listening in the legislature and the governor's office to some of these naysayers, but they are have been proven uh, false over and over again. Yes, some people are leaving, and that is a problem, but the bulk of it is middle and, and working class people who cannot afford to live here. And that is absolutely a crisis we need to address. It's not about Bob Kraft leaving Boston or other millionaires and billionaires. Businesses come here because of what we offer in terms of education um, and quality of life. Max Page, president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association. I read last night on a news feed that there's a strike of a, a local of the teachers union. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Yes, as of this morning, um, the Newton Teachers Association represents about 1,900 educators in Newton are on strike. Um, and, you know, they, I think they had 98% voted in favor. They've been bargaining since October of 2022, trying to get a fair wage for, for our education support professionals, the paraprofessionals, teachers' aides, custodians. Um, and they are trying to get paid parental leave. And they are trying to address the mental health issues in our schools by asking for a social worker in every school. Mental health was a big part of the governor's speech, by the way, that we need to address the mental health crisis. Our members in Newton are trying to address this, and they've, they've run into a wall of um, the, the mayor especially, and um, they are at a school committee. And so this is the action that they chose to take. So there, there is a strike, and support is rolling in from elected leaders and union leaders all across the country. I am looking at, uh, it looks like under Massachusetts law, public employees, including educators, are prohibited from striking or engaging in work stoppages. But in Andover, Brookline, Haverhill, Malden, Woburn, now Newton, they all went on strike and, in fact, secured a new contract. Is this a new trend that we're seeing? Well, I think what we're seeing is that our members have been trying for years to address some of these issues, um, especially the poverty pay of our paraprofessionals, and they just keep running into a wall. And that happens all across the state. And so some of these the places you named decided we have to take this step. We have to force the issue because the traditional way of, of asking and asking at the bargaining table has not worked. So that is absolutely true. Uh, Newton is uh, the latest place to have their members talked and talked and decided this was the best action to take. And I won't be surprised if some of those strikes eventually happen here in Western Massachusetts. I'll just leave it at that. Max Page, thank you so much. Max is the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, and we appreciate all your time with us every week. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Bill. Buzz and Dan, good afternoon. Good morning.
More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP.